Hi guys, welcome back to the Keeping It Real Estate Show with your hosts, Justin and Brandy. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and hit the little notification bell so you never miss an episode again. This is part two of our part two series. Last week we explained investments and different types of investments. This week we're gonna show you our multi-residential um, spreadsheet and how we calculate. Yeah, basically how we look at these investments, for sure. We're actually gonna use a couple of properties that are live, they are active on the market, so we can show real world examples instead of talking hypotheticals. Uh, so we picked two different areas. Uh, by the time this video airs, one of them will be sold for sure. Uh, the other one might still be available because it's been up for a little while, but we're gonna show how even that can be a profitable yeah. investment. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, if you're new to investing, you haven't done it before, you might have heard the term cap rate and what that is. So cap rate is, basically uh, your percentage return per year on your investment. So, you know, usually it's between, I don't know, 2% to 10%. Mm -hmm. It all depends uh, on the cash flow. Good areas tend to have a lower cap rate. You get a lower percent return per year just because it's less maintenance or the house is in a better neighborhood. Mm -hmm. If it's in a different neighborhood or higher risk investment, then you'll get a cap rate that's you generally want with a tire around the 8%. Like a student rental cap rate would be a lot higher than a, yeah just a you know, residential house. Um, so part of the reason we wanted to break this down is to show that so many people focus on these cap rates. Whereas a lot of the times it's not a great indicator because you actually make money three ways on a property. You don't just make it on the monthly income. You make it on the increase in the price over time and you make it from the principal being paid down off the mortgage. Yeah, cap rate is very short term. And uh, we, today we just wanna show you what your long-term investment could look like, even if you don't have yeah. a positive cash flow. For sure. So let's dive in. We're gonna switch over to the laptop and to go into the screen here. Just a heads up, if you're listening to us today, uh, we're gonna try to say even numbers just so it's a little bit easier to follow along, but you may wanna go to the YouTube channel and watch it on YouTube because it'll give you a better picture. And then be sure to subscribe while you're there. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Hit that our, little bell. <laughs> we have our map here too. So yeah. it's easier to picture where we're talking about. That's it. So let's dive in. So here's Hamilton. Uh, to give you an idea where these properties are, the first one that we're going to do is in the St. Clair neighborhood. So near Gage Park or central Hamilton, just below the mountain. This is the escarpment here. The second property we're going to do is a little more north in the Barton and Wentworth area. A little here. more overlooked area, mm -hmm. um, but... I like it. Like I said, we did a flip there last year, actually, me and Matt. And uh, great area, beautiful homes, just older homes, right? Um, but yeah, where St. Clair, you tend to get a lot more of that stately home. If you've never actually, if you're, you live in Hamilton, you're coming to Hamilton, uh, and you've never driven down St. Clair Boulevard, you should do it. It's a super cool street. Mm -hmm. um, I love any time in the area. Sometimes I just go, I like to drive down it yeah. if I can. Those are my favorite. Those are the Victorian. Those are yours, the, the eh? The high ceilings. The <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. I like on the Stony Creek Mountain. Everybody knows. All right. So let's start with the first property. So the first property is a triplex in the St. Clair neighborhood. Uh, Well-maintained, great tenants, great rents, currently listed for 870000 so they're obviously they're holding offers on this so that's not the realistic price i mean it's going to go for higher but we're going to show you how this cash flows and then we're going to show you what we think it's gonna or what you know you could pay for it for it to make sense so okay so 
typically when you're investing, and if you saw our last episode, you would understand that you're looking at at least 20% down, usually more. Um, your interest rate for investments, depending on whether you're going with an A or a B lender, you're anywhere from the two to 4%. Mm -hmm. If you're with a B lender, you're probably looking at the 4% mark. Um, so if you got the property at what it was listed today, your monthly payment for the mortgage, you're looking around $2,930. And that's with 20% down. So you're 173,000 down. Yeah. Land transfer tax is about 14,000, legal fees another two. Uh, so you're looking at about 190,000 into this mm -hmm. just to get the property. Yeah. So with that, we'll start to break down the financials for this property. Um, when you're looking at investment properties, we can always access these uh, performers or these financial sheets for you. Mm -hmm. They don't post them on realtor.ca, but in our back realtor portal, a lot of times they'll be loaded as an attachment for us to download. So we, you know, if you have questions about a property, we're more than happy to pull these sheets for you. Um, but let's start off with this one. So your monthly rental income, 5,400 a month almost. Mm -hmm. That's great rent for a triplex. That's how, you, you know, it's in a good area. So Those are very units. strong rents. That's yeah. rent from three units. That's not one unit. But. Then we take into consideration the vacancy rate. So essentially the vacancy rate is a percentage of the time that a unit may be vacant. This changes from every city, like Niagara Falls, it's 1.9. They have less vacancy there. Some other places it's above three or four. Uh, 2.8 is Hamilton's. So we just apply that. It brings you down to on average 5,200 a month you make, mm -hmm. right? And so that's just accounting for times that your unit may be vacant. Yeah, and then you have your monthly expenses. So the very standard property tax, property insurance, gas, hydro, water, and don't forget if you're at a condo, you have condo fees. Uh, for this one and what they provided, we're sitting around 1,000 $65.17. That'll bring your monthly mortgage payment to 2000 after $2,930. Your total expenses is $3,996. So about $4,000. So your total 4, expenses are $4,000. Your income is $5,400. Mm -hmm. Your expenses are $4,000. So your cash flow is $1,250 a month. Yeah, and right. for anyone who does care about the cap rate, it's 5.7%. Which is good. I think five is good. If you can get anything from like, five to eight, yeah. I think anything over five, you're, you're laughing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, yeah so 12, you're, you're making $1,200 a month. But let's look at the long term, because this is really an overlooked part of where the value comes from. Like, yeah, the 1200 a month is great, but let's focus on the long-term picture. So whenever I look at investment for myself, I like to look at a minimum five year down the road. I want to see where we're going to be in five years. And uh, I like to use a conservative rate. So if we say that the market, went up 5% every year for five years, which is conservative because the last five years it's been on average 9% a year. So if we do 5% a year, the price will have gone up, the value of the home will have gone up $240,000. So that's money you're gonna get back when you go to sell in five years. The principal will be paid down $77,000, right? Like that's big. Mm -hmm. That's somebody else paying down your mortgage for you. Uh, essentially like to think of how crazy this is with real estate I always compare it to it's like you went to the bank you got a loan you bought stocks with it and then you pick somebody and said okay pay you pay for my loan mm -hmm. right and you know like it's kind of crazy to think of it that way mm -hmm. so uh, they're actually gonna pay down that principal they're paying on principal and interest but we just factor in the principal because that's actually money going into your pocket the interest is going to the bank 
and then we look at the monthly revenue. So that $1,200 a month turns into about $75,000 over yeah. five years. Yeah. So you're looking at a total gain in five years of $366,000. That's a 38% return on your money. Yeah. That's crazy. Were you getting thir- like on yeah. average? Yeah, 38. Yeah, you're right. 38% yeah. per year on your money. It's a 200% return over five, but that's crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't, I've had devil's advocate say, still, you have your expenses, all that stuff after, mm-hmm. but you're still. Yeah, even if the market goes up 3%, you're still making 27% on your money. You're making a quarter million dollars yeah. if the market only goes up 3%, right? Like it's crazy. So then when you go to sell, you cash everything out, you get your initial deposit back, plus all the money you've made, that's Mm $540,000. That's wild. Yeah, so I also wanted Justin to show you guys what if cash flow was negative. So if you wanna scroll over. Okay, so we'll change it. So yeah, let's say that uh, we wanna pay, say we end up paying 1,250,000 for this. So we went into a bid and you had to well overpay for the house. So now we're losing $37 a month. That's what it's costing us. Yeah. Nothing else changed at this point. Yeah. We're, our income, our monthly income has just gone from the 1200 to now out of pocket. We're paying $37 a month. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the returns in five years. So in five years, it's cost you basically $2,200. Yeah. The increase from equity, you're still getting your market increase. So you're, because you paid a higher price, the market's going higher. You're making three hundred forty-five thousand over five years, mm-hmm. and then you're having one hundred and ten thousand in principal paid down. So you make four hundred and twenty thousand dollars in five years, and all it costs you is twenty-two hundred dollars. Yeah, like everybody's focused on this monthly cash flow monthly, which obviously is great. I'm not saying go crazy the other way, but I mean if like thirty-seven dollars a month just skip Timmy's in the morning or yeah, <laughs> or you know what I mean. At the end of the day, let's be realistic. You can. If you're buying an investment property, odds are you can afford thirty-seven dollars a month. Yeah, but that's a coffee. That's a coffee a day. That's uh, not where you drink coffee. Not a coffee. Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where I drink coffee. Yeah, but you're still getting a thirty percent return. Like, think about that. When you go to cash this thing out, that's six hundred seventy thousand dollars. Like, obviously, you're gonna have to pay taxes on that. You're gonna have some closing costs on that end, but still, six hundred seventy. And that's in five years, right? Like, imagine. I like to go in with this long-term plan, in. 25 years, like we look over at 30 years, you know, because we did a 30, 30 year amortization. Mm-hmm. In 30 years, it's $5 million. I mean, obviously, that, that would be in the property would have gone up $4 million, but in 30 years from now, who knows, right? Like these same houses that are going for 1.2 now, 30 years ago, were trading for under 100,000. Exactly. So yeah. now they've gone up 10 times almost. Yeah, and don't forget this this house was is in a really desirable area. So mm-hmm. do we think it's going to go over? Maybe, probably. But uh, that's why we have another example for you. So let's show you our area that sits around Barton. Really overlooked area, um, but they still have a positive cash flow. Mm-hmm. And they're one point two million. It's been listed for uh, quite a while, actually. Yeah, it's just been sitting. The good thing with this, we're gonna show how it cash flows at 1.2, but a thing like this property, this is a four unit, there's room to go in there and negotiate the price down to give you an even better monthly cash flow. But let's run it the same way. 20% down, Mm -hmm. $240,000. We're gonna use a 3% interest rate amortized over 30 years. Brings your mortgage to about 4,000, sorry, there it is, 4,000 a month. So 4,000 a month, you think, wow, that's crazy to have a mortgage, you're making mortgage payments 4K a month. you know, the income on this thing is 57.45 a month. Yeah. 
$5,700 a month it's making yeah. in revenue. I think there's only one vacant unit in this one right, right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was previously rented for seventeen fifty, I think. But yeah, the but this is based on that unit being rented. Yeah. Uh, your expenses, including the mortgage every month, are fifty five hundred. So you're only making seventy six dollars a month cash flow. But you're still making seventy six dollars a month. I know. But <laughs> some people look at it and they think, oh, seventy six dollars. That's not a lot of money. Like I'm putting a lot of money out to only collect seventy six. And a cap rate of four. So yeah. if if you're looking at your short term. Right, a lot of people right away are going to overlook this. Yeah, for sure. Seventy, you're going to think, what am I going to do with it? But let's look at the the big numbers, okay? Five years down the road, you're seventy six dollars a month. You're going to make three hundred thirty dollars in equity from the price increase. Mm-hmm. One hundred six thousand is going to be paid down, plus your forty six hundred over five years you collected your seventy six bucks a month. That's four hundred thousand dollars, four hundred fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then when you sell to get your deposit back, six hundred fifty k. There you go. In five years. Yeah. Right, that's what over 100k a year. So, and that's a you know 31 percent per year return on average. So, if you're like Justin Brandy, how am I going to come up with that down payment? It is right because you've been sitting on your house for five, six years. Yeah, you have tons of equity. You do. I mean, to come up with 263 thousand dollars guaranteed, if you've been in there for a few years. Some people, if you've been in your house for a year, you might have that equity. Yeah, here's available. here's another uh, worst case scenario. Not even worst case. You had to go with a B lender. So if Justin changed the interest rate to four percent, so generally we'll change it to. F- I'll change the interest rate to four. Um, also, with a B lender, you're probably gonna have to put at least twenty five percent down. Mm-hmm. So you have to come up with a lot more money, three twenty three. But that's where we're gonna start to see a negative cash flow. But worst case. 172 bucks a month. So you're spending $172 a month. Yeah. Have you gone out to a restaurant this month? Let's me and my <laughs> wife go out. You get a bottle of wine, yeah. an app, a couple, you know, mains. That's $170. Two of my gym memberships. That's yeah. <laughs> two of your gym memberships. <laughs> That's yoga and good life. Really. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's costing you 172 but like, let's look over and see. You're still making $378,000 because your property's still going up in value. Your principal is still getting paid down mm-hmm. by somebody else. Yeah, you're out of pocket 10K over five years. It's a couple thousand a year. But look at that. You're still making a 23% return. Yeah. When you go to cash out, you're still making $678,000 on an initial investment. Yeah, 323. Yeah. That's crazy though, like to think. And then, you know, when we look down the 25, 30 year mark, these numbers get really big. In 10 years, you're over a million yeah. on your return. And look at 30 years. So if you made... Five yeah. million in thirty years. Which it's for me thinking. I always think like that's insane. Five million, but yeah, I mean, who knows? So what that's if, a five percent a year. What the market if you increases. Re- refinanced every five years, and then you had five of these. And you could five million each. Yeah, every five years, pull some money out, get another one, Retirement, get another one. Yeah, and then if you or if you even just buy one, hang on to it for five years. I mean, we're also basing the monthly revenue like you're losing one hundred and seventy dollars a month. We're basing that on you not increasing rents in five years. Yeah. Like you're not doing a single increase. Yeah. Uh, you're not having a tenant leave, no renting it for hire, yeah. right? Like if you increase the rent by the average rent increase, by year two or year three, I think you'll actually be cash flowing positively mm-hmm. once the rents go up. So, I mean, it's- The thing uh, too for Hamilton is rent is scarce. So many renters out there that need places. We're in mm-hmm. a rental shortage, so. Huge shortage. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of just a breakdown to show you guys, like even though sometimes you're focused on, okay, how much am I going to make a month? How much am I going to make a month passive income? 
you might not be focusing on the income you're making, but not necessarily seeing every day. Mm-hmm. Like that, every month that mortgage gets paid, that's money in your pocket, mm-hmm. even though you don't have access to it right away. The market goes up every year 5%, that's money in your pocket. If it takes you $170 to make a mortgage payment mm-hmm. of your own pocket, yeah, it's a no-brainer, Adam. And I mean, you know, partner with somebody, maybe look at getting the equity. Like, that's why we always say like a lot of people are refinancing right now, the equity out of their homes to purchase investment. This is what they're doing with it. This is what they're turning it into. Like you can leave it in your house and yeah, you'll make money on your primary, but to have another property and have somebody else pay it off is, you know, it's a really good opportunity to sort of get in. And that's why I like multi-residential because if you have three units or four units, we spoke about it last week, one unit may be vacant, but you still have the other ones covering your expenses. Like a worst case scenario is a tenant leaves and you have to eat a month's rent from one of the units. Worst case, Mm -hmm. right? But then you rent it out, you get it back on track. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, okay, you want to break down? Yeah, so the I just wanted Justin years? to uh, break down because I get, I get this question a lot. How much will the bank let you refinance in five years? In five years, okay. So let's, uh, let's go back to our scenario of 3% interest rate with 20% down. So in five years, if you want to refinance it. Okay, so 960 was our original mortgage payment. So uh, we paid down 60 months at 4,000. One sec, guys, I'm just gonna do a quick calculation here. Times 60, so 242 essentially, 242,000 was paid off of, uh, of your mortgage. So the equity went up, so we're gonna add the 331, which the 331 is the equity from the price increase. The property went up $331,000. We're gonna add those numbers. Uh, okay, so we paid one, two, plus the 331. So that's gonna be, plus the 331 is 1,531,531. Uh, 531. So five, 1.5 million is what you paid. When you go to refinance, the bank's gonna to wanna to leave 20% in the house. So if we take 20%, so you get 80%? Yeah, you get 80%. Oh, sorry. Times eight. So the refinanceable amount is one, two, two, four. That's the amount that you can refinance. So you can refinance that. a million. And then we have to look 000. at the, well, we have to look at the difference from what you owe on the mortgage. So it was 960 was your mortgage amount. Mm-hmm. You subtract the 242. So you subtract, this was your more original mortgage. This is what's been paid down in principal and interest is 242 over five years. We subtract it from 124. And that leaves us 718 is the amount that you can pull out. Right. While leaving 20% in the property. Right. So you don't even have to pull that all out. You want to buy another property, you get another couple hundred K. You only got to take 200,000 out. Well, but you could have access to, you could take it out and buy two. That's <laughs> it. You're on the, the roll, <laughs> eh? <laughs> Just push it, yeah. right? Or you take that money, refinance it, pay off your primary residence. Yeah. Because the interest on the investment property can be written off. So you get the advantages, like you get that tax advantage. That's so true. Plus you can wipe out your mortgage payment. And you have somebody else paying down that new debt. 
Like yeah. you're not paying it, somebody else is paying it. The thing is, all it takes is one. Once mm-hmm. you get one, then you get the ball rolling. The door is open from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were listening to this, I hope uh, it was okay following along. Uh, I hope it wasn't too confusing. It may have been, you might want to pop over to the YouTube channel where we do this spreadsheet breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys have any questions, you want financials on properties, you're interested in getting into multi-res but don't really know where to start or what to do, uh, more than happy to go over it with you guys. Uh, this is a spreadsheet we created ourselves, so we do this to run through properties pretty quick. Like We can tell pretty much out of the gate if it's going to be yeah. cash flow positive, cash flow negative. We want to pick ones that were positive today, but I think it's super cool. I hope this was informative. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want more videos breaking down investments like that, just let us know. Yeah. But anyways, thanks for joining us. Uh, Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, hit that little bell on YouTube. Uh, We're so happy that you joined us this week and we look forward to seeing you again next week. See you later.